Blog Talk Radio. What are we going to do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People stop and think about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did. Then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Or are you just going to sit there and let them burn? Hey, good night. This is Chris from Don't Let Them Burn. Waiting on my partner, Worry, to log in. Welcome to our show. Tonight we're going to be talking about dealing with this fallen world and godly living. You know, we have all type of issues going on in this world. You know, we have uh, political issues, things going on in entertainment, the cult, and all these other things that we talk about. And although all these things are very interesting to talk about and and to uh, you know research and search it out and find out secrets and what the devil's been up to his devices how how he um, manipulates the minds of, and hearts of men through his influence and, and his minions. But a lot of these things, you know, Nephilim and uh, all these strange subjects that we talk about, we, we find out, we hear, we listen to people who um, are experts in their field, but at the same time, sometimes we don't really understand what the Bible is saying about how we should live with all of these issues around us all of these um, different circumstances, our, you know, our trials, our tribulations, how we should walk, how we should act and treat other people. You know, it's one of those things that we have to start looking back into the Word of God to see how we handle all these situations. Rory, you there? Yes, sir. Yes, I'm here. Good evening. How are you? Good evening. I'm great. You sound a little bit far away. Oh, I do? Yeah. How does it sound now? You got to get a little closer. Right up. Um, you, you just, something's going on with the mic. Okay, well, you go ahead and, and um, say a few words and I'll get the communication Okay. <clears throat> Good evening, everybody. How are you doing? Welcome to, of course, Don't Let Him Burn. I know um, probably Chris did an introduction um, already. Um, tonight we're gonna do something a little different. Um, well, it's gonna be the same. It's not gonna be that much different. We're just gonna just share God's word tonight um, and how rich the word of God is, um, and how to live. You know, living the Christian life. Sometimes you would hear people out there say different things, a lot of different things pertaining to. Um, this walk, or living this this victorious life, or they would say, or living a successful life, 
but success in the Bible, in God's word, versus success in uh, mankind, they're totally different. And tonight we're just going to share with you some of these things um, that we have come across and that we have been we've been talking about and just sharing with each other um, the things that we have we have uh, encountered in God's word. And again, his word is so rich, it's so sharp, um, sharper than any two-edged sword. Because why is it sharper than any two-edged sword? You see, it, it can save a man's life. It can, save them. it can change a man's destiny. And that is what is, um, that is, what is important. That is the most important thing. So this is what we're going to be sharing with you tonight, um, as as well as the on the shadow of a doubt. We're going to share with you how it implies to the world we live in. With that, with saying that, I'm going to just go and open in a word of prayer, and um, then we're going to get started. Lord God, we thank you. Lord God, we praise you. We adore you. We magnify you. We glorify your name. Father, because of who you are. Lord God, your word says, for while we were yet sinners, Christ died for our sins. And not only did he die for our sins, he was dead, buried, and resurrected, came back from the dead. And he is interceding on our behalf right now to God, um, on our behalf, you see, because Christ died, he paid the price. He laid down his life so through him we can have eternal life. And this is what we're going to be talking about. This is what we're going to be sharing tonight. We're just going to share in God's word and its, its richness. Amen? Amen. Amen. Yeah. So I want to start off tonight um, going into... Colossians three, and we're gonna we're gonna break down most of it. We're not gonna get into the part about marriage right now, but we're gonna get into this, all the things before that. And okay. I'm gonna be reading. We're gonna read from the NLT and the King James version. And people out there, we we see a lot of chaos. We see a lot of things going on. We don't know how to deal with it. We don't know how to deal with people at our jobs. We, we, we kind of forget who our life belongs to and that this world is fading away. This world isn't going anywhere different than it was going 2,000 years ago. You hear that? It's not, go, it's not mm-hmm. on any different path than it was since the fall of, of, of man. It's, it hasn't been on a different path since Satan... Beguiled Eve. <laughs> do, do we think about that? It's not on a different path. And Christ came and, and died for our sins, laid it down on the cross, and gave us, you know, salvation to look forward to. And 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 His grace, his, the, the power that He's given us, and so He's given us power to overcome sin. He defeated death on the cross. And so 
in our lives, we have all these circumstances that depress us, get us angry, um, and and sometimes we we go back into our flesh. We let the old man come back up instead of putting on the new man, and we get into into all sorts of issues. And here in Colossians, it starts to lay it out. Sean, I'll worry before I start. If you got anything to say. Yes, I, I would say this, you know, um, and that's what I was just sharing with her, uh, everybody while you were doing your mic, was that um, the Word of God says yeah, um, that, yeah, he died for our sins. And we're going to see, we're going to pick up right there. Um, see, once we, once we died, we, um, we died for our sins. Now we are risen in Christ. Now we are a new creature. And... That's where we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pick it up from, but we're gonna um, go ahead and read the, the um, read Colossians and then we take it from there. So you're gonna go ahead now. Okay. Yeah. All right. So this this it starts off here. It's talking about living a new life, and so it says, since you have been raised to life with Christ, so you've been raised to life with Christ, the Anointed One, the Messiah. Set your sights on the realities of heaven. The realities. So your your hope is something is in something that's real. This heaven that everyone talks about is real. So set your sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven. So there we're telling to set our sights on the realities of heaven, where Christ sits. And then to think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. See, a lot of us have um, our minds set, set on the big car, the big house, whatever, and, and there's nothing wrong with having because uh, God blesses um, some people to be um, at a certain financial level. Nothing wrong with having a, a nice house or a nice car. But when we put our minds on these things, it becomes an idol, and we'll reach that in a second. And so it says, um, not the things of this earth. And it says, uh, for you died in this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when, when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all his glory. So put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you having nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil, desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world, but now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and Dirty language I think in the King James it, it talks about Blasphemy Don't lie to mm-hmm. each other For you have stripped off your old sinful nature And all its wicked deeds Put on your new nature And be renewed As you learn to know your creator And become like him In this new life It doesn't matter If you are a Jew or a Gentile Circumcised or uncircumcised Barbaric Civilized, slave, or free. Christ is all that matters, 
and he lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercies, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love which binds us all together in perfect harmony, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as a member uh, sorry, for as members of one body you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to him, to God, the Father. Amen. All right, I'm going to read the King James. Mm-hmm. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth, On the right hand of God Set your affections On things above And not on things On the earth For ye are dead And your life is hid With Christ In God When Christ who is Your life shall appear Then Shall ye also appear With him in glory Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, incontinence, or inordinate affection, evil. Um, I can't remember that one. Concopiousness, or something like that, and covetousness, which is idolatry, for which things sake, the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience, in, in the which ye also walked some time when ye lived in them. But now ye also put off, the, put off these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds, and ye have put on the new man, which is renewed in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. There were, um, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, Bond or free But Christ is All and in all Put on Therefore as the elect Of God holy And beloved Bowels of mercy Kindness humbleness of mind Meekness Long suffering Forbearing one another And forgiving one another If any man have a quarrel Against any even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. 
And above all, these things put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, and that which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in the hearts of the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or in deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. That's it there, and the reading of God's word. Yeah. So. So. So let's go back up. And yeah, let's let's get started. I I mentioned a few things in the first couple uh, verses there. So if you want to take up uh, and well, we'll, go back yeah, over we'll, that, yeah, we'll start. Yeah, we'll we'll start um, from the top. Now we talked about being. Um, risen with Christ. You see, now it, it starts out in chapter 1 or in verse 1, it says, if ye have then been risen. So, you know, now the new man has come on because something has changed. There has been a change. And the change is that Christ has now, you have now accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you have taken on Lord, if you are risen now with Christ, it says, if ye have been risen with Christ, seek those things which are above. And, and um, what is it saying? The things that are above, the things upward, the things that are high, the things that are heavenly, um, and they're not necessarily tangible. But you're, you're walking according to the word of God. I don't know if you uh, have anything to add, Chris. Well, um, just looking back at um, how the tabernacle was a reflection, a shadow of heaven, the things that are thrown in heaven, and now we are that walking tabernacle, you know? Mm-hmm. There are things in heaven that we haven't seen yet, haven't heard about, um, and here we have a charge to think about the realities of heaven, the things that God teaches us in the Bible, um, and the things to come, the things mentioned in Revelation and other and other books. You know, the mansions and the the uh, the, 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 the New Jerusalem uh, laying down with, with the beast of the field, and all these wonderful things that you know that that brings uh, a joy to your heart. No more crying. No more disease. The desire of the flesh will be not be there anymore. You know? When you're thinking about the realities of heaven. Go ahead, Rick. Right. I, um, and, you know, when, you, when it also says, uh, thinking on the things of heaven, it brings to mind, or thinking on the things above, it brings to mind... Um, Seeking the Lord 
for what a person should do. So in other words, because this new man has been taken over or because you've been risen with Christ, your focus has now changed. Your mission has changed. Your mission has changed to where where um, you are you are um, you are now focused on doing things for the Lord. So it's no longer you're not doing it just for yourself. You're doing it now for God. So that's a, that's a big change that has happened. So now you're seeking things which are above. You're seeking things which honor and glorify God. Yeah, and you're also seeking to, to please him, yeah. to please the Lord. Um, and, and of course, when we, as we go down, you'll see that's, that's basically what it all comes down to. You're, you're a representative, uh, an ambassador. So right. um, go ahead, Ray. No, no, that's the word that came to mind. I was thinking about ambassador. I was mm-hmm. saying, you know what? That's what it is. When you think about an ambassador here, the ambassador, for instance, this country, you have an ambassador to a country. He or she represents this, this nation in that particular country. So that ambassador comes, and um, what I found out is that wherever the consulate is set up, that's where the, uh, the consulate is in the foreign nation. The laws of that nation apply in that consulate. And let me give an example of that. One of the things we realize is um, this guy, Julian Assange, he's in the U.K., but the U.K. government can't just go and get him because he is in the embassy of uh, the Ecuadorian embassy, if, I, if my mm-hmm. memory serves me correctly. So the laws of Ecuador apply in that embassy. Just, and that's just to give you an example. So as an ambassador, the spiritual laws of Jesus Christ are supposed to apply to our lives individually. So that means that we are his representation. So when we leave our homes and we go to work, we are the ambassador of Christ. Some people will, they will never step into a church or they will never step, come and listen to this radio program. And the only opportunity they will have is when they see us in a store, when they see us in a supermarket, wherever it is, because now we are the ambassadors for Jesus Christ. Exactly. And when we, whatever we do, whatever we say, However we treat people, it all represents the kingdom. So if we're out there cursing at people as Christians, if we're treating people wrong, lying, stealing, uh, fornicating, whatever it is, and we'll get into that, it, 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 you're saying that this is what the kingdom of God does. Now, the world is going to see you as just another person because you say you're Christian, but it doesn't look like it's working out for you. You know, and so you're giving a bad representation, and you're saying this is what Jesus would do. And you know that that's a that's a worldly term. I think it came out of the world. What would Jesus do? And it's a good question because we as representative, we're representing Him. It's period. You know, and so we have to be mindful and careful of what everything we do in this world 
as a representative of Jesus Christ, especially if we're a teacher being held to a higher standard. So, um, you know, I just wanted to lay that down real quick. <laughs> yeah. Because it, <laughs> this is um this is this is this this whole chapter right here tells you basically how to live your life. You can you can take this page, you can take this chapter out, walk around with it every day and look at it and you'll know how to live your life. Right, as a Christian. But you know, yeah. I'm I'm Chris. We we talked about it setting your mind on, on things above. That is in um that's in verse one. You see, it says right. now your mind is supposed to set your mind. You need to set your mind. Focus your mind and your thoughts on the things above. That's one. And in verse two it says, Set your affection. Set your affection. Set your affection on the things above, not on the things on the earth. So it's 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 emphasizing again, not only that you should seek the things which are above, which is in verse one, but set your affection on the things above, not on the things on the earth. That's verse two. So if you want to talk about that for a little bit, and then I will. Oh, well, yeah, you know, think about the things of heaven and not the things of the earth, because the things of the earth, um, that's like uh, it says in First John, all all these things that this world is passing away. It's it's temporal. It's not going to last forever. Um, until God does this, the, 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 I guess what you would call the, the um, restoration process, <laughs> you know, and we enter into eternity. This earth, everything in it will pass away. Uh, your entertainment, all the pleasures, the ungodly pleasures, everything is passing away. And so are we. And so if we, we think about this earth and what we could do and how we could store up treasure and, and all the things that man thinks about, none of it's going to last. The, the money that you hold is so dear will fade away. Mm. It could fade away in a second, especially now in a digital era. So it's, it's better to have my mind on, on the things of God, period. You know, it, it talks about um, setting our sights, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought, but not to conform to the world. We get many warnings in in different books in the Bible of not conforming to the world, not not going over to the world system, coming out from the world system, be in the world but not of the world, and how we should be filled with the Holy Spirit instead of, like, being a drunkard, things things of that nature. So it's, it's always pointing you to the kingdom of God. And this is also a heart problem because our heart, our desires are in our heart. And so are we running after those desires or the desires of God? So this this is telling you to think of the things of heaven, not of the things of earth. For you died to this life. You died to this life. Right. So, so this is spiritual war within us, right? We have, I'll, I'll just put it in a really simple vernacular right now. It's like we have two personalities, you know, and the old personality is just being pushed back, the old man. That's the one that's dead. 
that he's supposed to be dead and the new man is supposed to be alive. And we'll get to that in a second. Go ahead, Bert. Okay. When you um when we're looking at I wanted to go back briefly and look at um setting your affection, setting your love on mm-hmm. things above, not on things on the earth. Um a lot of times we get caught up in, in life, in living. And um we try to amass a lot of wealth. And people do. People amass a lot of wealth. However, it doesn't necessarily and I think it's good to, you know, you know, be well off, wealthy, you can help others and you can do other things. However, the Bible here is reminding us, God is reminding us that this is only temporal. This is only a short time, like Chris was saying earlier. So, um, as a matter of fact, the, 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 the Bible says, um, there's another part I was, I was listening to. Man, I think in James, it says that man is, is like grass or, or like, like flower. And after a while, the flower is just withers away and it's gone. So, you know, yeah, you can do that. Like some people have seen them, Chris, they're out there working out. They work out, and it's good to work out, but it's bad when working out becomes your God. And so you see them, they're working out and they're, they're healthy, but it benefits only a little bit. And it's temporal. It's only for a short time. We need to focus on the things that are intangible, the things that we don't see. And you say, well, Lord, what are you talking about, man? You're crazy. You know, you're not making any sense. Well, you know what? You know, we, we, if you turn on the TV and you look, people are telling you, they're showing you the dark side. And the dark side is going to lose based off of what we see in Scripture, and it is. It is going to lose because Jesus Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He says, I am the alpha and the omega. So you know what? He is the beginning and the end. And, and he, time stands still for him. He said, a thousand years is like a day and a day like a thousand years. So God is saying in that statement, in essence, time has no bearing on him. He sits outside of time. So he's just telling us, hey, pay close attention. Don't set your, 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 your sights on the things that are fleeting. I have never seen a man that died take anything in his casket with him. Never. He could, have, he could have millions and millions of dollars of gold. But when he dies, he, he goes by himself. And the, the, the Bible says, it's appointed unto man once to live. And after that, there's a judgment that comes. So it's in line with his word where he says, hey, listen, don't lose focus. Don't lose focus. Set your mind on things above and not the things on the earth. Okay? Don't, 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 don't get caught up in that. And, you know, um, we see a lot of that on TV. And it says now, and this is what the point you're making in verse 3. For ye are dead, before we have been, we are, we have died to the life. We are dead, and our life. No, sorry, I, I, I read it wrong. For we are dead. When you are dead, the 
the worldly man has died. The man who, because we are now in Christ, we are new creatures. The DNA literally has changed. The DNA has changed. You now have the power that raised God, raised Jesus Christ from the dead, resides in you. And now you are a new creature. So it says in verse 3, and Chris, I'm going to let you go right after this. It says, for you are dead and your life is hid in Christ, in God. Okay? It says, for you are, your life is hidden in Christ. You see, Christ was the one who died for you. And because he died for you, it's only by Christ that we are saved. That's why Jesus Christ said, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No man, no man comes to the Father but by me. So if you listen to Oprah, there are many ways to God. It's a lie. Jesus Christ says, I am the way. I am the truth. And this is the same thing here. Now you're hidden in Christ. And because you're in Christ, you are, he, um, Christ is God's son. You are hidden in God too. Yeah. And, and just to go back one second, I, I just have to fix one of the, the, one of the verses. It's, it's, it's appointed unto man to die once. Yeah. And then the judgment. Um, yeah. So um, here it is. Number from um, four, and Christ, and when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all His glory. It didn't say some of His glory; it said all His glory. Amen. So we're, we we have we have so so much to look forward to in this um, new life that we have. But now we go to verse five. And it starts to tell us what to put off, what to put to death. It says, so put to death the sinful, earthly things lurking within you. This is from the NIT, the King James. The sinful, earthly things lurking within you. So as you see there, there's something lurking in all of us that desires to come out. It's sinful, it's earthly, and lurking. And it says, have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. And, and of course, in the King James, it talks about blasphemy. So you, you should have nothing to do with that. And remember, this is talking to the church, people. This is talking to... The believers in Colossians Right So don't be greedy For a greedy person Is an idolater Worshipping the things of this world Because of these sins The anger of God is coming And I think it says uh, The the, the, the anger of God is going to come out On the children of disobedience Rory So Absolutely They're the children of disobedience are the unsaved. So we don't want to <laughs> we don't want to take part in their sin, in other words. 
We shouldn't take, so we need to put all of these things to death. There's Christian out there, Christians out there fornicating and doing other, other sorts of sexual immoral acts. They're being impure. They're lusting. And lust, people, it doesn't always have to do with sex. It's, it's, a, it's, a basic, um, it's basically you running after something with such curiosity, you know, that you want it. You have to have it. You have to have your neighbor's wife. You have to have that car. You have to have whatever it is. That's lust. And then evil desires. There's all sorts of evil desires. And greediness, you know, because it says a greedy person is an idolater. So you're worshiping something. Whatever you're running after, you're worshiping it. Or you might be worshiping yourself. It said because of all these sins... The anger of God is coming. Go ahead, Rory. Okay. I agree with you. Um, totally. I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna go back over the two verses that we did, four and five. And it says now, and when Christ, this is verse four, who is your life. Now, listen now. Christ now is your life shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory. And so in in other words, before that the, 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 the verse prior it says we are hidden in Christ in God. And now he's saying in in um you're gonna appear with him in glory. In God's glory, in all His splendor, His brightness, you will you will um, a thing belonging to God. I'm just giving you some the, the meanings. That's that's His glory, a thing belonging to God, the kindly majesty which belongs to Him as supreme ruler, majesty in the sense of absolute perfection of deity. So, in other words, now we are going to be with God. It's not going to be anything of ourselves, but it's because of who Christ is. We are going to be in all his glory. If you go and you read in in Revelation, he says, in the twinkling of an eye, some will be caught up to meet him. And they also said that we'll be given a new body. So you, you say, well, that's far-fetched. Oh, I, I, you know, I don't believe that. Oh, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Use scripture to prove scripture. When Jesus Christ came to doubting Thomas, Thomas was the gentleman who doubted. He says, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't believe he, he was raised from the dead. And he came through the door. He walked right through the door. And you say, well, that's far-fetched. How could it be? But you, we see, we see today, we see, we can't be stupid anymore. We have seen things. Everybody has seen things on TV. And we, we can look on TV and look on the dark side and see. But the difference with the dark side and the difference with following Jesus Christ is that Christ is supreme. Christ is victorious. Christ, he is the king of all kings says everything will be put um, 
Every knee shall bow. Things on the earth, things under the earth, things above the earth. Every knee, every single knee, every principality, every power, every, every throne, their knees will be bowed before Jesus Christ because all the authority have been given to him. And this is what Amen. we're talking about. We're talking about, you know, his glory, the absolute perfect inward or personality um, excellency of Christ and majesty. All the angels, all, everybody will bow to him. They said, there's a song that says, crown him with many crowns. The lamb that sits on the throne because he is perfection. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying here is that we are going to be with Christ in all his glory. All his glory. So we're not talking about the temporal body. We're talking about the supernatural body, which comes from Jesus Christ. So back to that story, that's why Jesus Christ, he came and he walked through. And Thomas said, but what about the nails that were in here? He says, touch me. You see, the temporal things, they had no bearing on him. Because what we're looking at is supernatural. And you say, well, well I've seen ghosts and I've seen, say, hey, there's a difference. There's a difference between, between Jesus Christ, Yeshua, versus the little things that you see that there's, there's just a difference. The difference is this, and I say it again, every knee shall bow. And evidence of this is when he came across to this place called the gatherings. You'll find it in, in the epistles, uh, not in the epistles, in the, in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. When he came across on the boat, the demon who was in the man said, we are legion. And he says, has the time come already for you to torment us? Has the time come? So they saw the authority of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ never went to that man. They saw the authority, the spiritual authority in him and went to him. So that's what I'm saying. That's the God that we serve. That's the Son of God that we serve. And he says, so after you see all the glory, in, chapter, in verse 5 it says, mortify. And I look at the meaning of that word. To, to make dead, to put to death, to slay, worn out of an impotent old man, to deprive of power, destroy of strength. So you want to cut it off. It's like you have a plant that's in your house and it's grown big and you want to get the plant out. And you said, but it's too big to be in the door. Stop watering the plant and see what happens. It dies. Cut it off. It's, so you'll be able to cut, if you cut it off, the thing will just wither. And you'll leave it over time. It will just dry up. And then you can take it out. So I'm just telling you that, you know, mortify, therefore, your members which are up on the earth. And this is what Chris was talking about. Put to death all oh, things. Hmm? Well, hold on. Yeah, you know, we're missing a, we're, we are missing a, an important part of this right here because many people think that they have no power over sin, right? They think that, um, you know, it's like God's just going to slap them on the head and, and the sin is going to go away. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's given us authority. So put to death the simple earthly things. So, Absolutely. so of course God is. Of course He's going to help you through it. He's already given you the power. 
It's already there. Right, but <laughs> but then you're talking about power. What power? What power? What what the power of Jesus what Christ? What's the what's the authority that has been mm-hmm. given? You see, Jesus. when you accept yeah. Jesus Christ, all authority was given to him, and I I talked about that. All the authority was given to him, and I and I alluded to where we saw in the in the in the um, gospels where the demons didn't he didn't he didn't you see. Let me let me put it another way. And here's how you know authority. When two men, two whatever it is, two entities come at each other, you want to look at something. Let me give you a give you an example. MMA fighting. And I don't really watch this because it's gross. But when you look at them and the two men gather in the ring, two boxers, the weaker one always bows by the end of the, the fight. And I'm showing you now in the physical realm. Let's look in the spiritual realm. That's who Jesus Christ is. He is continually victorious. And he has given you all the power and the authority. That's what has happened. This is what has yeah. happened. That's who he is. And that's what yeah. Chris is saying, is that we have been given the spiritual authority to Put those things to death in the name of Jesus Christ. So whatever it is, mortify those yeah. things. Put them to death. Yeah. You know, put them to death. Yeah. Mortify them. Cut them off. Therefore, you know, the members, and now it's, it's now it, 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 the, the beautiful thing, Chris, it goes back to the things on the earth. What are the things on the earth? Fornication. Uncleanness, any type of uncleanness, inordinate affection, whatever befalls one, which is, I'm talking about inordinate affection, uh, affection. Uh, whatever it be, sad or joyous, um, whatever it is, calamity, mishap, whatever it is, put it off. Evil, every type of evil, put it, put it off. Put it off. Yeah. Yeah. Concupiscence. Put it off. Desire, craving, longing desire for what is forbidden, like lust. And this is one of the things that we see that happens in this nation around the world. The enemy uses three things to deceive a lot of people, a lot of us. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and pride of life. So these things we have to mortify. We have to put off. Um, and the other thing that you talked about, and I'm almost done, um, covetousness, greedy desire to have more. You know, you want more, one more, which is idolatry. So you say, what, what, what are you talking about? Wanting more is idolatry. Yes. Sometimes some people just can't stop. If they have a million dollars, and I'm not trying to pick on people with money. Please don't think so. I'm just giving an example. Maybe, okay, a car. You, got, you have a 2015 car, and you sit there and say, man, I want a 2017. Or I want the latest model. Or you see some people with, it, with their cell phones. They will get a cell phone that's brand new. And it'll be there for you. Oh, I got to change it to get the new iPhone SA Turbo Diesel. 
Let's go a little deeper. It's not just that they want it, but they have to get it. Exactly, exactly. They have to yes. have it. Yes. That's, what, that's what it comes down to. It's, it's all right if you get a new cell phone. No, no one's saying that you can't get that or a new car. Exactly. But when you exactly. just when you lust after it, you you have yes. to have it. Thank you for so for, for that clarification. Yourself, yeah. So so you put yourself in debt, debt, serious debt, just to get this. I mean, uh, most cell phones now cost like seven hundred bucks, four hundred to seven hundred bucks, depending on the brand that you're getting. Some people don't even have it right away, so they go into debt to have that device. The, the, the $40,000 car, just to have it, it gets old like everything else. And by the time the cycle comes around, half the cycle, you still haven't even paid it off half the car. <laughs> because, because you needed, you not needed, but wanted this thing so bad. So, so bad. <laughs> um, uh, and these are just the things of the world. The, the, the things that are fleeting. Some people are hoarders. Uh, uh, and and hoarders have all sorts of problems. You know that's another issue. But you have some people mm-hmm. that just can't stop shopping. They cannot stop shopping. Shop till you drop and go broke. <laughs> you know, paycheck after paycheck after paycheck after paycheck, and they just won't stop. And they can't manage their money. They can't manage their house, and it just keeps going and going and going until the consequences of that turns up. And so, yes, it's idolatry. No, I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to continue. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Well, um, uh, you, you go into, says because of these things that the anger of God is coming. And then he said, you used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. And so these things that, that that we read just a minute ago went over sinners of the world that are unsaved are used to these things. Some of it is nothing to them. But now that you're saved, your 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 heart is being exposed if you're carrying on like this. You used to do these things when your life was still a part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. You know, I talk about it all the time where why are you listening to people like Kevin Hart or or other comedians that curse all the time or influence you into that behavior or, you know, you're using foul language, even if you don't listen to these people, uh, the entertainment that you put in your head. Uh, on your eyes, and your heart, it brings forth, you know, some people we, we're used to cursing in our old life and we put other influences after we become saved or keep some of those influences and the, 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 the dirty words stay in us. And sometimes it's not even an influence, it's just what's in your heart. And then let's go backwards a little bit where it talks about um, anger. It says get rid of it. That again, you're being shown that you have the power through Jesus Christ to get rid of the anger, get rid of the rage, get rid of the malicious behavior, the, the way you treat people. 
Get rid of the slander. Stop talking behind people's backs. You have the power to do that. And get rid of the dirty language. And I'll, I'll stop right there for now, Rory, if you want to chime in. Well, this is, I, have to, I, I agree with you totally. I agree with mm-hmm. you totally about, you know, putting off, putting off all those things. Don't have any part to do with them. Get rid of them. Mortify those things that are that are no longer that are no longer a part of you, you know. Um, and it says, and and I think you said um, in verse six it says, "For which things, um, for which things' sake, the wrath of God cometh on the children of disobedience." So now we reach another part. And this is huge. Who are these children of disobedience? What's going on? And it gives you some illustrations before, or it tells you what they go after. They are following after the, the, the lust of the flesh. Correct? That's one way to put yeah. it. I've heard some other people put it differently, but the lust of the flesh, the things of the flesh, the things that are worldly, those are the things that they go after. And those are the things that we... The, um, Christ is calling for us to mortify, to put to death in the, in, in the body. Put off these things. Because these things, he said, you know, these things that they are for the children of disobedience and um, obstinate, oppose the divine will. So here it is now. The children of disobedience, they don't follow the designer. They don't follow the design will. They don't follow the design will of God. What do we mean? Now, we can go into a whole topic here and telling you who the children of disobedience are. You see, some people are walking in ignorance, and they're doing things ignorantly because they're following the children of disobedience. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, they're, they're falling after the ways of the world. And from, be, from the beginning of this chapter to where we are now, it's all about not following after the things of this world and putting on the new man, putting off, killing the old man, the, the, stomping it to the ground, burning it. You, you hear the term out there, you're dead to sin. You're dead to sin. It's one of those things that, you know, everyone wants to reach that point to be dead, totally just dead to sin. And, and that is reached through the power of Jesus Christ because God is not telling us this because we can't be reached. You know, this is not, this is not something that's impossible. Because with Christ, anything is possible. How about that? How about you can get rid of the anger? How about if your boss is, is coming at you a certain way, you just, you just rely on the Holy Spirit to change your heart and love your boss. Do, do, what, do, your, do your job, and the Lord will reward you for it, you know? How about the, 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 the person on the outside and in the streets that they, they, the spirit behind them is leading you into anger? How about your spouse? 
they're 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 leading you into anger. You can't you you you're, you're irritated with them. You can't take it. Oh wow, you know you have to be and 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 this this chapter is going to guide you into how to overcome a lot of this too. The rage, the slander. People do things to us, and we and we have to talk. We have to talk. We, you know we have to or or maybe it's not even that they did something to us, but maybe we have some sort of mischievous plan in our head. And this is, this is, these are all things of the old life. Mm-hmm. The old life. Go ahead. Uh, you know what? Let's look at these. Um, you're, you're talking about putting off these things. I want to look at the children of disobedience. Who are these kids? The children of disobedience. What are they doing? What did they do? Why is this going on? Who are they? And I'll give you just one. It's not hard to find. You go and look up Cain in the Bible, in Genesis, and what Cain was about. See, Cain, God told Cain what he was supposed to do as far as the sacrifice, the designed order. This is the order that was designed by God. So things happen or things are orchestrated in this world a certain way. And they're designed by God to, to do, um, to work. And God said, hey, to Cain, he said in Genesis, you are to bring your sacrifice unto God. And he wanted an animal to be sacrificed. And Cain said, no. He brought the plants. And you see, there can't be no forgiveness of sin if there is no shedding of blood. That's why Jesus Christ had to die. So Cain wanted to do his own thing. It sounds familiar, like some of the things that are going on in the world today, where men and women are saying, hey, you know what? No, we're not going to follow the designed order. We're going to turn and we're going to go this way. If you go and look in, in um, Psalms 2, it says, let us cast their bands asunder. These are bands that God put in place. A band. He put a band that's one's male. He put a band that's female. He, he did some, 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 some unique things where men are saying, no, we don't want that anymore. We want something that's totally new. We want something that's totally different. We want to do our own thing. And that's what's happening. This is what it's talking about. This, these are the children of disobedience that is mentioned here. These things are not set for you. These things are set for the children of disobedience, the ones who don't want to listen, the ones who don't want to follow God. So then he says, okay, because for this reason, I have to do this. Go ahead. Chris? Right. Uh, and and, and our, our life that's in Christ is a sacrifice. Amen. It's a sacrifice in our marriages, in our regular lives, in our workplaces, in our devotion, in our the things that we desire to do for the Lord, it's, it's all a sacrifice in our reading of the word, you know? And, again, you know, Christ was that ultimate sacrifice paid for us. So how much more can, you know, we can never reach that status of what he did, but our lives are that sacrifice to him. And, you know, it starts, it goes off here in uh, verse 9. It says, don't lie to each other. For you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Let me go over that again. Do not lie to each other. For you 
have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. So, again, there we go again. Christ has given us power to strip off our old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. And it says, put on, put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. Wait a minute, hold on. You're putting on your new nature and then that you're being renewed and you're going to learn to know your creator and become like him. So, so in order to know our creator and be renewed, we need to put on the new nature so we can become like him. This, is, this, isn't, this isn't, you know, some type of scientific experiment. This isn't rocket science. This is plain and simple. So we have to keep getting into our word to understand these things so it gets into our heart. Put on the new nature. So all the things we just talked about, we have power over all of it. And the Lord will help you to put on this new nature. He gave you the power. It says, in this new life, it doesn't matter if you are Jew or Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave or free. Christ is all that matters. Christ, all that matters. And he lives in all of us. And when he's talking about all of us, he's talking about the believers. All of us believers. So if he's living in all of us, we're definitely granted that power. Christ is all that matters, right? Yes. Um, you're right. You are reading verse 8. 9 to and 9. Mm. I'm going back to verse 8. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm looking at it. <clears throat> when it talks about put off um, put off the old man the old man, putting off the old man. You see, what happens is sometimes we, we might get angry. We might want to act the way we used to act. But he's reminding us in his word that the old man has died. We are, remember, we've read it before where he said we are to mortify the old man, put off the old man, get rid of the old man. So he's saying, hey, hey, hey. You can't, we shouldn't lie to one another, seeing that we put off the old man. So the old man, you're not feeding him anymore with the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, pride of life. You are, and his deeds, talk about the deeds of the old man. So what you're actually looking at when you're looking at the old man, you're seeing some of the old man's characteristics. He's doing some of the old things. Anger, strife, envy, malice, rage. Um, and you're putting those things off. And one of the things that the Bible says is that we are to continually renew the mind with the word of God. You say, and in verse 10, and have, um, and have put on the new man, which is renewed 
in the knowledge after the image of him that created him. So what it's saying is that in order for you to get the knowledge that we need, we need to look at his word, knowledge, precise and correct knowledge. Thus, the things that are ethical to God, the things that are honest, the things that are pure, these are the things that we are supposed to seek. These are the things that we are supposed to go after. And once we do that, you're also starving the old man. The old man will have no place in your heart. Verse yeah. 11 says, uh, all right, go ahead. No, I was going to say that uh, it's like fasting. Fasting, you're, 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 you're starving the flesh. You're giving mm-hmm. the spirit room to grow and be, be closer to God. You know, it's, it's sort of the same idea, but, but in, a, in a more, you know, spirit, spiritual, physical exercise. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, so now verse 11, where there is, so it's, it's now we're moving on because it's, he's saying you're going to put off the old man, but he's showing you something different now. A lot of time in, in, in our world, we have a lot of different labels that we label people on. It could be Chinese, it could be black, it could be white, Muslim, Indian, Christian, Jew, But in verse 11, it sets all of that. It puts it all down. It shows you that it's a level playing field. It shows you that everybody is going to be graded on the same level. Reading. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, bond or free. But Christ is all and in all. So it's saying, hey, it doesn't matter if some people say, well, I'm a Jew. Some people say, well, I'm Greek. Some people say he can't come in because he's a barbarian. We don't want him, you know, one who speaks, um, whose speech is rude, rough, harsh, one who speaks a foreign or strange language which is not understood by another. That's, that's how, what, how they labeled a barbarian in days of old. But we see that with God, it's, there is no difference. He's looking at the heart, not at the outward appearance. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it, and this, this our, our, I can't remember what book I was reading. I think it might have been Timothy, or uh, it was talking about prejudice, you know, racism and stuff like that. And that's what it comes down to here. You, you, you can't be prejudicial, racist, or you know, so evil <laughs> against other people that are not like you. So you're circumcised or you're Jew or you're, you know, Gentile that's uncircumcised. Once we all accept Christ, we are one. And we are one blood anyway. Races, all this division, we are one blood. No. And <clears throat> Jesus mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Now, one of the things that happens when we come here is that some people will say, so what about the gays? What about the transsexuals? What about this? What about the that? 
And here's what I'm saying. Here's what the word says. I cannot hate anybody. I don't hate anybody. I won't participate in anything that they're doing that is contrary to the word of God. But I'm, I, you know, I don't hate anybody. I can't hate anyone because Christ loved me. But I am going to make sure that I am not participating in anything that is of the contrary. I'm not doing any of that. We can speak, we can talk, we can have a conversation. I'm not going to be rude. I'm not going to be um, disrespectful. What you're doing is your preference, that person's preference, which is, according to the word of God, it's sin. I am not. That's what the Bible says. Now, the, yes, there are varying degrees of sin. Some are abominations. Some, but you know what? This is what the Bible is saying. It says, put off all sin, everything. That means if I'm sleeping with a woman, if a man is sleeping, put it off. Whatever, put it off. Because Christ should supersede all of that. Go ahead, Chris. And what it says here in verse 12, um, since God shows you to be the holy people he loves, you must close yourself with tender-hearted mercies, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Let's go back up again. Since God shows you to be the holy people he loves, you must close yourself with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. These are the things that will help you overcome some of the other issues like anger, rage, and deceitful thoughts and things like that, maliciousness. So you're chosen by God, called out of this world to be holy because God is holy, he is holy, he is holy. That's what's, that's what's being prayed. That's, what, that's what's being, you know, said to him day and night. He's holy. And he is. He's without sin. He's perfect. Cannot lie. Will never leave or forsake you. So he's calling you to be like him. Yeah, we know that we can't reach his holiness, but we are to strive for that. He called you to be holy people, and he loves you. So you must clothe yourself with these you know, we we have uh, you know we have tough guys and tough women and all these things, but tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. You know, we have a saying uh, in in our cultures. I'm just gonna say it how it is. Sometimes we can't just say it how it is because we're not being. Uh, we're not thinking about other people's feelings and how we can offend. We, we're, the Bible is enough. The, the word of God is enough to offend their spirit for their sin, the sin that they're in. So we need to be gentle with people. We need to have humility with dealing with them and patience. And it says, make, uh, in verse 13, it says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone that offends you. Whoa, anyone? You know, uh, unforgiveness is one of the things that um, permeates our culture and our churches. 
people sitting in the pew praising God and oh, you know, singing and, and all these things, but they the person next to them they have a problem with it. The person in the in the pew in the back they have a problem with it. The, the, the family member that member that offended them they have a serious issue with them. Something that the pastor said in the pulpit offended them. It says, forgive anyone who offends you. But not only that, make allowance for each other's faults. So everyone has different attitudes and characteristics, and some are smarter than others, and some are um, they more clumsy than others, and we have to make allowance for each other's faults and forgive every, anyone who offends you. Why? Remember that the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. It doesn't say you should forgive others if you feel like it. You must forgive others because the Father, the Lord, forgave you. Go ahead, Ray. Amen. Um, It's it's so true, and a lot of times people get mixed up in it and saying, well, you know, I'm not wrong or or I'm not doing this. It's it's him or it's her. But Jesus Christ said in his word, if you think your brother has a problem with you, go and and take care of it. You know, this the the word of God is is not (laughs) it's not the easiest to digest. It's not it's not something that wimps can necessarily handle. And I, I'm not saying um, calling people wimpy. I say it's not wimpy because it's gonna. It you have to look at yourself and how you're living, and this is what <clears throat> this is what it, it calls for. You know, it, it, it. You know, we are called the elect of God. We are the elect of God, so we need to walk accordingly to the Word. Put on, therefore. As the elect of God, this is verse 12, holy and beloved bowels of mercy. So, you know what? We should exude more mercy than to get angry, than to get upset, than anything. So, there should be more mercy. Okay? Kindness. We should show more kindness. Humbleness of mind. A lot of times... You know, <clears throat> we think we know it, but it's talking about humility of the mind, meekness. So, you know, gentleness, mildness, meekness. That's 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 how we are to live. Having a humble opinion of oneself, a deep sense of one's moral littleness. Um, modestly, humility, lowliness of mind. So don't think you're, you know, and the word says, don't think of yourself more highly than you ought to. You know, if you want to boast, boast about the Lord. That's what we're supposed to, supposed to be doing. But, you know, you don't want to boast about yourself. I've seen some people, they boast about themselves. Don't boast. Because what is this? Again, this life is, is nothing. The true test of time is when you go before the Lord. That's it, where you have to give an account for everything that you have done 
in this body. <clears throat> um, go ahead, Chris. Well, you know, we talk about all of the uh, characteristics here, the sinful uh, ways, the things that we do as believers, unfortunately, um, letting the old man come up above the new man, but we got to clothe ourselves with the new man. And it's talking about humility and um, being humble, you know, gentleness and patience and kindness and all these things. But it says, above all, above all, close yourself with love. Whoa. So wait a minute. That means if I have love in my heart, then I will have humility. I will have gentleness. I will have patience. I will have kindness tenderhearted mercies and all these things that are good. So this doesn't mean mm-hmm. that you haven't been treating people with love. With love. He says, this is what binds us all together in perfect harmony as believers. This is love. So are we failing miserably because we don't have love. God is love. And you hear that all the time in the world, God is love, but they you know, they take it out of all sorts of context. But God is that love. Jesus Christ's righteousness is what we put on. Not our own. Because our hearts are deceitful. No one can know it. <laughs> Amen. So the love of Christ the love of Christ. Close yourself in the love of Christ is what I'm saying. So we, we have all sorts of definitions of love, but God's definition is clear. It's 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 basically um like the agape. Unconditional. Unconditional. So we need to love each other. And stop lying on each other. Stop stop being angry with each other. And getting into all sorts of sin because we haven't put on the new man and we're not walking in love. How can how I, 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 Jesus said a house divided against itself will not stand. Yeah. A house divided will not stand. It cannot stand. You know, and he says, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and. Always be thankful. So why aren't we living in peace with each other? We have so many uh, divisions, Christianity. (laughs) Uh, You know, people are fighting over secondary issues, whether it be rapture or, um, you know, just all sorts of things they fight about. And don't want to talk to each other And don't want to be affiliated in this or that But here it says Above all Clothe yourselves with love Just bind us together In perfect harmony Amen And (laughs) It's it's just It's just amazing when you look What the word actually says I, I started off this program talking about you know, how we can listen to this person or that person or this or this subject or that subject, and we still lack 
what the Bible, the Word of God, is saying to us. The thing that should be written on our hearts, deep in our hearts. Love, the love of Christ. All the slander and the backbiting and the gossiping and uh, uh, you know, this ruins lives. You know, I was reading about the tongue this morning. The tongue. <laughs> it's, one of, it's, it's this small muscle in the body that can cause havoc. And destroy people. And destroy yourself. It's, it's, it's this one little muscle right here. <laughs> you know? can't control it. It says, let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Let the message about Christ in all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. Let the let the message of Christ and its richness fill your lives. So so again, we're thinking about heavenly things. Jesus Christ uh, is is sitting at the right hand of the Father. The Holy Spirit is in us. We're directly connected. The richness, the richness. It's not talking about money. Just, this is talking about things we can't see, things that we know about Christ, things that he's done for us, things that he's promised. Amen. We're talking about the creation of the world. We're talking about eternity, the richness of Christ. What has he done from the beginning? What is he doing today? And what is he going to do in the future? This should bring peace to us. It's peace. We should be all right. No situation should bother us that much to where we backslide and get so troubled. And and I, I, I'm not perfect. I'm working on that. But I'm... I'm able to work on it more through the word of God. Amen. Through the word of God. Because we are going to be tested in all sorts of ways. Oh, you say you love people? All right, let me throw this test at you. <laughs> Let's see how much you love people. <laughs> you know? Let's see how much you care for the elderly or the poor or the widowed, the downtrodden. Let's see how much. Let's see how much you care for your spouse or your children. Even your dog. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so you know, this is this is just. Um, I think I think one of the one of I mean the whole Bible is important, but I think this is one that um, just a, a cursory reading and a straight reading and a digging deeper reading could really expand on the way you live your life the way you treat people, the way you deal with how people treat you. Yep. Absolutely. Because it's a sad thing when we 
within, I mean, and this all is all of this. Most of this is talking about the Christian community, mm-hmm. the body of Christ. And when you find these things within the body of Christ, because we haven't been taught, so to speak, or we haven't been reading, when we find these things in the body of Christ, we're like, what? <laughs> hey, God is telling you, it's there. It's there. So put it off. You got you to ask God to search your hearts. I got to ask God to search my heart. The things that he's going to tell you and show you that's going to prick you. Things that you didn't think that were even possible to be inside of you, but they were there the whole time. The whole time. You know, we, we, we talk about, you know, entertainment a lot on the show. And, you know, we, we, we could sit down and talk for days about our favorite movie or our favorite video game. Psychology. But that's all you think about. It's Amen. all you think about. And, and I've done it, you know. <laughs> you know, so go see a certain movie four or five times but can't tell people about Jesus. Psychology. You know, we can spend eight, ten, twelve hours on a on, on a on a first person shooter, but can't read the word of God, can't pray. Having the power of God, but uh, what, 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 how do they say word in Timothy? Having the uh, power of God, but lacking the power thereof. Having a form of the godliness. A form of godliness. So. These are these are some some really critical things to think about. Critical. Yep. You know, we, how do how do we treat our families? <coughs> oh oh oh! Don't invite uncle over because he's just gonna cause a mess. <laughs> you got a problem with uncle, but you know, have you have you told him about Jesus? Have you shown him kindness? Have you shown him love? Yeah. Mm. Oh, that 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 woman or that man um, from the other day looks so good, but you know, once you make that move, you're gonna fall into sexual immorality. Put it off. Well, you already did it in your heart. Already did it in your heart. Put it off. Evil desires. Yeah. Greediness. <laughs> I think, do you want to go into Ephesians tonight or something like that? Uh, okay, I don't remember. Well, we, um, I think we can just, we, we can continue just, just, just staying here and talking for a little bit and, mm. and just, and then we, we can move. But, you know, when you, when you, when you look at how rich God's word is and how um, it says the word of God is like a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our pathway. You know, it, it it shows us so much. God has given us so much with his word. And what tends to happen to us is that we run into problems because we take it for granted. You know, we take his word for granted. And the word of God helps us. You know, it helps us so much. And that's what we got we to gotta stick to. That's what we want to know. 
That's what we want to do. That's that's where we need to be. It's just we need to be there. That's where we want to be. It's listening and following God's holy word. And when we are able to put off the old man, that's what makes the difference in our lives. <clears throat> when we put yeah. off the old man, then you find yourself doing a lot better to what you have. And that's important. That's, the, that's what's very important. That's the most important thing you will encounter is if you're able to do that, and you are, because God has empowered all of us to walk circumspectly, walk according to the word of the living God. That's what we're called to do. That's what he's called for us to do. And that's what we got to do. If we're able to do that, live our lives victoriously in Christ, we will benefit. We will definitely benefit from that. We will definitely benefit. But it entails reading God's word, putting off the old man, getting rid of what, getting rid of those, the old way of doing things. Stop feeding the old man, you know, if you, it's like it's just like you know you're on a diet plan. If you want to lose weight, there are certain things you can or you shouldn't do. You can't do. You just can't. You can't because you're not going to benefit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the truth of the matter. That's how. That's how we are going to survive. Is putting mm-hmm. off the things that are not. Um, what the word of God called us for us to do and do what he is called for us to do at such a time as this, do his yeah. will yeah. in our lives. Yeah. Well, Go you, ahead. Well, you know what? You're going to say something? Well, we talked about earlier. We talked about some of the influences, right? Just a little bit. And mm-hmm. that's one of the things that are holding a lot of people back. Influences. They let these influences into their lives and they form habits that are hard to break, whether it be binge-watching movies and TV shows or pornography. And it's leading you into the life of the old man, back into, or some of it, some of, for some people, it's new habits. Yep. You know? And, and we have to be really be careful of the influences we have. We're not even talking about the dark occult, you know, witchcraft. Da, 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 da. We're, we're talking about basic things. What, what, some what, things. What, what, things what, that are what, very subtle. Yeah. What, what are what are if you go into music and movies and TV shows and even books? A lot of it is promoting sin. Yeah. Remember, and that's another way. That's another way you have to cut off. That's something else you have to cut off. If you're reading books, magazines that are doing that, you have to cut them off. Yeah. One time I put a post on Facebook about uh, Fifty Shades of Grey and how evil and pornography, pornographic it is, and all, all one person can do is talk about some well, or you know, the men that play violent video games, and that we're not even talking about that, and that's wrong too. If you if that's that's your idol, you know. But but to yeah. make a defense for what they're doing, they have to put out something else. They have to talk about something else. It's not even the, the issue. The issue is this thing right here is evil. 
And if you're reading it, it's going to influence you. I'm not even going to say possibly influence you. It'll influence you. A lot of the rappers are singing about drugs and sex and this, that. Not all of them, but most of them are. <laughs> That's just the reality of it. They're singing about sin, rapping about sin. Glorifying and we take sin. it and we bring, yeah, we take it and bring it into our churches. It's true. I've seen it. <laughs> They've done that. Did it myself. <laughs> so, you know, we have to be careful, people. Young people, even older people. I saw, I remember I was saying about the video the other night, Rory, about the female pastor that uh, was on the social media network, um, Periscope, mm-hmm. drunk, dancing, and with her her congregation on the on the periscope and she was being rebuked and she didn't care. She's because, oh, you know, grace is this and grace is that and da da da, da. yeah, and, and grace is all that. Yes it is. But she'll bear consequences. Consequences. And you're leading your your flock astray. I'm sorry. Oh, there's no way can you, you know, be in a position like that and not be held to a higher standard. She's just wrong. And God is, how can you, how can you condone things that are diametrically opposed to the word of God and be all right with it? Your conscience is something wrong with your conscience. And consequences are coming to people like that. Why would God tell us all of this? Put on the new man if there were consequences to deal with. He's given you the power. You've taken it upon yourself to backslide or hover outside of the face to what you want to do because of selfish desires and the things that the, the, the flesh you know, wants. Eating the flesh. It's, yeah. It says here, what? Having nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Hmm. <laughs> Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world, because these, because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. The anger of God is coming, people. And it's unfortunate that most of this, even though it's kind of um, obvious, we we don't get too much of this sort of uh, teaching in the church. And sometimes when we do get this sort of teaching, we still have our own mindset towards what we believe the Word of God is saying instead of what the Word of God is saying. Mm. <laughs> You have to just hunger and yeah. thirst after righteousness. That's what God has called us to do. Righteousness. Yes. Hunger and thirst after righteousness. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sorry for the um, the younger generation um, of Christians that could be led led astray by whatever it means, because the the consequences that they face are, are so grievous, you know. But, you know, God also knows the heart. 
and that's yeah. something that he's going to he's going to look at. But you yeah. know, um, today in today's world, there there's so many things that we have learned that can push people, you know, push people in a certain direction away from God, and it you know it, it it's important for people to know that. Hey, the word of God is so real, man. It is so real. The things of God are real. The things of God are real. And it's not it's not just a it's it's not a game, it's it's real. There's no other way to put it. Yeah. You know? For real. Yeah. It's it's show people are gonna find out, you know, when they're their works are burnt up before the Lord. You know, I mean, I, myself, a lot of my works are going to be burnt up. You know, but at least we realize what's going on. <laughs> and exactly. the lack of spirit, yeah, the lack of spiritual growth is, is is one of the biggest things in the church, and and obviously it's been like that. It's nothing new, because here we have letters written for Paul and others. Um, and they constantly talk about this stuff, constantly. And and so, right. be glad for God's grace. Um, now I know there's a lot of people out there talking about some, you know, grace is taking as a license to sin and all this stuff. No, it's not what we're talking about, because it's obvious that it's not not a license to sin. Um, but you have to. Be glad that God has given the grace that he's given, or else a lot of us would be facing the fire. <laughs> Amen. You know? Uh, so I, I don't know. <laughs> this is just one of those subjects that, um, you know, if you hear it and you receive it and you let the Lord work in your heart, then, hey, you know, you'll find some good things happening and you need to seek the Lord with all your heart, love him with all your heart, you know, this, this, this is Old Testament. Loving them with all your heart, your mind, your body, your soul. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That's what Amen. it's all about there. Yeah. That's what that's all about there. Yeah. He's calling all of you out there to be holy. So that's just my word to you tonight. Uh, that's, that's that's the word of the Lord. That's, what 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 more can I say? Great word. Trust in Him. Trust in Him. Trust in Him. You know, um, this is what God has laid in our hearts for tonight. And just we just just read His Word and talked about some of the beautiful things about His Word. How important it is for you to seek God, seek Him. Seek him while he may be found, you know. Seek him while he may be found. That's that's the most important thing. Seeking him while he may be found, because God yes. is in control. God is in control. What are we going to do? What are you doing with the things in which God has given you? What have you done? With what he has asked you to do What have you done with your life What are you doing with your life How are you sharing God's word You know what are you doing 
You know, are, are you really sharing his word? Are you living according to his word? Are you just going through the motions? Some people, it's like that. They're just going through the motions. You're talking about living victoriously in Christ. You know, <coughs> following after the word of God. Hunger and thirst after righteousness. You know, that's what I'm talking about. This is, this is what um, the word of God says that we should do. This is what it's all about. This is God's word. This is God's word to us. This is God's word for us. You know, we got to really look, seek God for ourselves. Don't listen to what people are saying, but listen to what the word of God is saying. And it's truth. It's truth. It's truth. God's word doesn't lie. God's not a man that he should lie, the word says. He's not a man that he should lie. He's not a boaster. He's not going to boast. He's not going to brag. He has an opportunity. He has given us all an opportunity to find him. Seek him while he may be found. That's what the word says. Seek him while he may be found. And tonight, we just shared with you the gospel of the living God. That's what we shared with you tonight. That's it. That's all we shared. We just told you the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. There's nothing else, just the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's what we're sharing tonight. That's what we want to share. And that's it. That's it. So if, if you're listening, I don't know what you're, you're, what you're doing, what you're, what you're trying to achieve, but God is real. God is real. God is real. And I think you have a, a perfect opportunity. We have, we have never done anything like this on our show, but I think that you can be blessed by it. I think that not only you, but me too, we can be blessed by God's word. We can always be blessed by his word because his word is truth. His word is life. And if we seek him, while he may be found, if we seek him, we will be blessed for it. We will be so much more better off than we were. You know, um, put away those things. Put away the things that are not, not of God. Don't go to the movies and sit there and endure the cursing. Because you're damaging your very soul. And we talk about the things that we see in the movies today, the images that are being put forth, not only images, what's being said, what's being portrayed, what, they're, what are they doing to you. This is what you've got to stop. This is, these are the things. Chris alluded to sexual immorality, you know, living free life. Now promis- being promiscuous is what's popular. They're bombarding people with that now. All over, it's being bombarded. It's in the movies. It's in the video games. It's in pretty much everything. Then you have 
the witchcraft that's in cartoons. He, he said, no, come on, seriously? Yeah, that's, these, these things happen. It's out there. Put it off. Parents, you've got to watch over your kids because we're going to have to give an account to God. We all as adults will have to give an account to God for what we're doing. So I'm just, I just, I'm just asking everybody. I'm just hoping that you will, you know, take heed not to what we're saying, but take heed to the word of the living God. That's what I'm saying. Listen to him. I don't know if you have anything else you, you want to say, Chris. Well, I just want to, um, you know, thank everybody for listening, but I'm just hoping that this has helped someone out there or some people out there um, to understand what the Word of God is really saying for our lives and for us to really stop conforming to this world and living the way we want to live, doing the things Amen. we want to do uh, versus what the Word of God is saying. And don't forget to find us on www.dontletthemburn.com. You can follow us on YouTube. Please subscribe, please subscribe, please subscribe. And you can also find us on Facebook and a new site called bit.me and also on Twitter. So, you know, again, I hope this really helps somebody out there. But, again, just go to the Word of God for yourself. Read it for yourself. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. And if you're not saved, today is the day the Lord reach out to him. Jesus Christ, he's the only way, the truth, and the life. He died on the cross for you and me and resurrected on the third day. He is alive. He is alive. He is alive. And he is holy. That's the only way out. The only way out. So with that, I'd like to say good night. Good night, everyone, and thank you for listening in. All right. What's in store for your business this week at Staples? Doing business like a CEO while saving like a CFO. Staples has all the supplies you need to run your business like a boss at prices that'll make your bookkeeper smile. Now that is an achievement. Everything from markers and pens to 2019 desk calendars. And right now, a 12-pack of Sharpie markers and an 8-pack of Expo dry erase markers are only $4.99 each. At Staples, where there's a whole lot in store. Ends one nineteen nineteen in store only. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations.